crazy animals. I don't know. I still don't know what my intro is going to be, but that's fine. Whatever. We'll be okay. So I made a list of 22 things I learned in 2022. And you may be thinking the last thing I ever want to do is listen to a list of things that someone learned. But let me tell you, when I was creating this list, I was having one of those aha moments of, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that I learned all of these different things. And I think so many of them are applicable to almost everyone. So I hope you enjoy this episode because I'm getting real with you guys. I'm getting very real with the hard lessons that I had to learn this year. I broke everything up into categories, but I know that things could easily be in other categories. So we're talking about life and mental health, love and relationships, money and career, lifestyle and physical health. So let's get in to the 22 things that I learned in 2022. First, we're starting with the life and mental health category. And the first thing that I learned is if you don't believe it, it won't happen. And I think this is something that was very difficult for me to swallow this year. I truly believed in so much of my life that oh, I can have these big dreams, but that's all they are is dreams. No, if you literally cannot envision your life and you can't see yourself doing big things, doing great things, then you're not going to get there, period. If I don't believe that I can run a mini marathon, I will never cross that mental barrier that it takes to run a mini marathon. If I don't believe I can scale my business, I will never do the steps that it takes to do that. So believing in yourself and believing in what you're capable of doing is so important. And it is the biggest lesson and one of the biggest lessons that I'm taking from this year, because if I don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it and support me on my journey. And I sure as hell am not going to support myself on that journey. Number two is a great nugget of wisdom that my therapist actually told me and taught me. And it's that your feelings are called feelings because that's what they do. When you have them, you feel them. You may feel sadness in your gut or your throat or in your eyes or in your cheeks. You may feel your embarrassment. But the first step is to identify them. When you can feel and identify, oh, I'm feeling something in my gut right now or I'm feeling something you know, in my chest or in my legs, I, I understand that that's typically where I feel anxiety or sadness or I feel fear. When you can start identifying those things, those feelings, they become much easier to approach and to actually experience because you understand the patterns of your body. So for example, one thing about me is if I feel like emotionally overwhelmed, I get really caught up in my throat and I notice that my nose and my eyes start to feel really tight and really heavy. And once I started realizing that, I was like, okay, if my throat is getting tight, then that's how I know I need to take a few breaths. I might be getting overwhelmed. I might need to remove myself from a situation or allow myself to have an emotional release. So your feelings are called feelings because you quite literally feel them in your body. So identifying them is so important. And that's an amazing lesson that I took from this year. Three is also a nugget that I learned from my therapist. It's stop making everything the center of your personality and your identity. I am very much the person who did this. In college, I was the sorority girl. In the summer, I was a camp counselor and I worked at a summer camp. I was and am someone who greatly identifies with their career, with their hobbies, with everything about them. I'm a TikToker. I'm a podcaster. I am everything, but I don't allow myself to just do things. I make it the whole center of my personality. 
which makes it really difficult during times of transition. So when I graduated college, I was like, okay, well, I'm not really a sorority girl anymore. That can't be my personality. What's next? So I dove really far into working out. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm a gym girly, which I don't really think I am in any way, but that's okay. So stop taking everything as the center of your personality and instead try to center your personality and your core of who you are and your values and your dreams and your hopes. Uh, because if you make every hobby you do the center of your personality, you're going to have an identity crisis every single time. You cannot do that hobby anymore. You can't do that thing anymore, or you're just kind of burnt out on it. It's going to really reflect on your mental health. So stop making everything your personality. This next one is very important and it is stop taking only advice from TikTokers and do your research. This can go for anybody on social media, anybody in the news. It is quite astounding how much we have been like developed to set and take everything that anyone is saying, including me. Like I'm not a professional. I'm speaking from my experience. So do your own research. For example, last night I saw this girl and she was like, I worked out with a Victoria's Secret supermodels trainer and he believes in the blood type diet. So I immediately Google what the blood type diet is and I see like explanations. And then I see like in the second paragraph of an article, this has not been scientifically proven or studied. You know, results may vary. It's not really highly studied. Okay. So if I just sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn my blood type. And because I'm type A, that means I can't eat any meat. That means like, that's what it is because this girl on TikTok said it and this trainer said it and he trains Candace Swanepoel and she's really fit. So instead of just taking advice as it is or taking information as it is, take it a step further. It is on you to research and to be informed as much as you possibly can. Everyone has a microphone and a phone and video camera these days, and really anybody can say anything. And that's why I try to make this platform as informative and as real as possible because I don't ever want to slip away people the wrong way, but I also tell people I'm not a professional. If you need professional health, um, or professional help, then find that and seek that because it's not with me. I'm just here to be your supportive big sis. Number five is so many people feel the way that you do right now. The human experience is so messy. It is so overwhelming. And it is something that you truly can never be prepared to live in. Like people will say, your life is going to have these ups and downs and Miley Cyrus will be singing about the climb. And, you know, we'll talk about rock bottoms, but you just like, it's so easy to feel alone in everything that you did. So if you're here from my TikTok or if you know me personally, you would know I put my first really real relationship on social media. I completely documented it on TikTok and I was like, okay, here's me getting ready for my first date. Here's what we're doing. Here's this. Here's our long distance transition. And then finally, here's the breakup. But I realized as I did that, I was building a community and there were so many other people in my comments that were like, I remember when you posted your first date video, me and my current ex-boyfriend started dating then too. I'm here with you. I've been through it, all of these things. So it's really comforting. As stupid as it sounds, like it's very hard to live a completely unique human experience. So I think that's something that gives me a lot of comfort. You know, there have been people who have hit your rock bottom and people who have hit your highs and your lows and no, we're not all the same and we're not going to react the same way. And because we're different people, but just know that people have gone through what you've gone through and they've made it out. So I believe that you can as well. The last thing for general life and mental health is so important and that it is two things can be true at once. 
So two people's perspectives can be true at once. This is so freaking important to understand. And once I really started grasping this, I was like, okay, we can move forward. There have been periods in my life where I felt like if you don't ride with me 100%, if your perspective is not the same as mine, get the hell out of (laughs) here. But like, that's not a way to live life. I can be going through one of the hardest times of my life and my friend can be going through the best time of their life. Both of us are having our own experiences and they can be true at the same time. They can be supporting you while they're enjoying their life. You can be having those hard moments while you're celebrating them. Like two things can be true. You don't have to be all encapsulated in one truth. You don't have to be all encapsulated in this like black and white, this is how the situation is or this is how it isn't. I mean, think about it. Everyone has their own perspective. I could go someplace and see a movie and have a completely different experience as someone who sat right next to me. It's completely fine to have different perspectives and for people to be living different experiences. It does not diminish or minimize whatever you're going through or whatever they're going through. It's two things can be true. Multiple things can be true at once. And once you realize that, you'll realize like stop living in the black and white and start living a little bit more in the gray because life is a lot more nuanced than that. Let's dive into relationships and love. I've heard my whole life, and this is number one, I've heard my whole life, girl groups of over this certain amount will never work. They are doomed. And I personally have... I'm in a really solid position in my life. I have a lot of really solid friendships that aren't very surface. I have like a lot of deep friendships. Yes, they're lower maintenance, but like I have a lot of deep friendships that I love. And I have, you know, groups of eight girls who we're consistently hanging out and we're consistently doing everything together. And there's not that drama and that tension that people are talking about. Why? Because we're not competitive with each other. We have different types of guys we go for. I can tell you for a fact that the types of guys that me and my friends go for are all varied, completely varied. I mean, I'll be like, ooh, that guy's so cute. And my friends will be looking, scratching their head, being like, okay, I'm going to get it, I guess. But they support me. They're like, I want you to go get that. If that's what you want, I want you to get it. With our career goals, we have similarities, but we're not competitive with each other. That competition instead of support is what tears groups of women apart. And the reason I bring up guys, and I know, yes, this is very like heteronormative, but whoever you're seeking as a partner, I bring this up because women, we have been told our whole life that our goal is to be a wife and our goal is to have a partner. And if we don't have that, then we are loser lamos. We are the social pariah. We are like these gross women that like could never be loved, which is so far from the truth. But because of that, it's inherently like built into us that people think that we need to compete for validation of men. Instead of just being like, okay, get it. We're going to support each other and we're going to be here for each other. Yeah, there might be times that you sit there and you're like, this really sucks because someone's maybe getting more attention than you and you're feeling feeling a little down about yourself that day. That's okay. As long as at the end of the day, you're not looking at that girl and saying she's the problem. Female friendships can be just a blessing. So don't be friends with competitive girls. Be friends with girls who support you, who bring you up, who will help you through your trials and tribulations. Okay, so number two is you are not the exception to the rule. 
when people show you who they are, believe them. This is major in relationships and friendships, even career. Like it's major. I got burned so hard this year by a relationship that I had. This is a person I considered a really strong mentor. This is a person that I really thought had my absolute best interests in mind, but they would talk mad shit about everyone else. They were never happy with people who did the work that I did before me. They were never happy or satisfied with the outcomes of a certain situation, right? But I'm sitting in here and I'm sitting pretty and I'm like, oh my gosh, but they care about me and they love me and they're great. No, the second I became the other and the second I left and started like freelancing for them instead of being in store all the time and like having my ear in that situation. Oh yeah. I was the one they were talking shit about. I became the other. I became the rule of how they had acted forever. And I realized, okay, yeah, you got to believe people when they show them. When they show your colors, like you're typically not the exception to your rule. If you're with someone who is constantly just bashing other people and never bringing people up and, you know, really icky and spiteful, maybe they're doing it to you too. So keep your guard up. Keep your guard up around those people because they, they're showing you who you are. They're not a snake in the grass. They're a snake in a tank. This is the newest, this is number three. This is the newest thing that I learned this year. And I went through a breakup. Oh my God, Emma, we just love hearing about your breakup. Thanks for talking about it every fucking episode. But I promise you, I am like finally leaving the haze of that relationship. But when I went through my breakup with my ex, I thought that I was so far away, so far away from like finding who I wanted to be with because I had built this like dream life with this person. And like, when I still think about it, it sucks and it hurts. And there are still places that I have not even been able to set foot in because of our breakup, because they just like have so much like memories and so many memories to them. Right. But I realized once we had that breakup and a couple weeks after a breakup does not mean you're farther away from your future partner. You just got closer you just got closer to your future partner, to your soulmate or the love of your life or whatever, right? I think so many times we sit here and we are so scared of letting things go because we believe that we're taking steps backwards, right? Like if I'm dating someone, I am closer to an engagement. No, not necessarily because I could be single and get to an engagement quicker than my friend who's in a relationship Because if they're holding on to a relationship that's not going to work, I am the one who's like going to be putting myself in the situation to find the person that will work. A breakup doesn't mean you're farther away from your future partner. You are closer. I saw this woman on TikTok and I wish I knew what her name was. And she said, what if I told you you had three more breakups to go until you found your like partner, your soulmate, the person who will light you up and make your life fabulous? What if I told you that? And I said, oh my gosh, I would be, I would be breaking up with people at the first sign of them not being my person. I would be so excited with the breakup because I just got closer. And that's what we're doing. Every relationship that we leave, even if it's a hard goodbye, is is putting us in a position that we are closer to the person that we really are destined to be with. If you want to be with a person, we're in that situation. So that is pretty freaking awesome. Yeehaw. Okay, number four of 
love in relationships is unfollow or block people that you don't like on social media. If you don't like them and what you see makes you always aggravated or it strains your relationship or you get insecure or anxious when you see their posts, block or unfollow. The amount of people I have their stories blocked at this point is astounding. And I'm going to go through and do a couple more blocks because there are a few more people that right now are really like making it very difficult for me to see their content, which in turn is like making it difficult for me to like see them as a person outside of that. So just give it a little blocky block. It can save relationships and friendships and you don't have to be consuming what everyone is putting out there. You don't have to have a relationship with everybody on social media. Hit them with that block. Number five and the last one is to take the damn picture. I know you have friends and I know you have relationships that you have been friends with this person for 10 plus years and you have maybe six pictures of you total. Take the damn picture. And the reason I say this is because we spend so much time holding on to things that feel like they're fleeting instead of just like savoring things that seem like they're going to be there. Like me and my longtime friend, Allie, we have like no pictures together. We do not have a lot of pictures together at all. So in this next year, I would love to get more pictures with her. Why? Because like there might be a time that I'm not going to be with her. And I want to remember those things. And I'm not saying to live through your phone at all times, but like, Your friend of 10 years deserves a cute pic of you too because it's nice to have for memory. So just take the picture. It'll be great. Let's get into money and career. And yes, I I understand that a lot of these things can be in a lot of different categories. It just made it a little easier than um, listening to 22 things in a row without a rhyme or reason. So the first thing is a big money saver is when in doubt, eat at home eat at home. (laughs) I cannot tell you how much money I spent on eating out. I love to go to restaurants and I love not to cook. And I love to um, experience the dining culture. But you know what doesn't love that? My wallet. My wallet does not. When in doubt, eat at home. Find these recipes that you like to make, make them and have them on lock. Because then when you're going out, you can really enjoy the experience. You don't have to be like, oh, I already ate out three times this week and I spent this much money. No, you can go to that place and you can get that $36 meal and not even bat an eye, baby, because you've saved up your cash. And number two goes with that. It is keep some easy freezer meals always. Always keep some easy freezer ingredients, some meals, things like that. Like vegetables, I always have frozen vegetables. I always have frozen fruit. Why? It's going to save me money because I might be spending a ton of money on produce that never gets eaten. And then it's essentially like every bag of salad you don't eat is literally like throw away $4 because that's what you're essentially doing. So having some easy freezer meals will keep you and having easy freezer items will save you a lot of money and will keep you on track. Because I think most of the time what we do is we're like, oh, I don't have anything. But if you have these options already there, they're easier than getting in your car and going to get fast food. So just keep it. Gatekeep your money that way. It will, I promise you, it will save you a ton. As I'm doing this, I realize like most of this is not about a career. So it's more like just about money. But anyways, next one is how you wash your clothes will save you or cost you money, period. 
I am the queen of not separating my laundry. I go through phases where I'm so good about hanging and air drying everything. And if you live in the U.S., you know a dryer is just so convenient. Just toss everything in. No, I ruined a $60 coat by putting it in the dryer when I shouldn't. I ruin workout clothes by putting them in the dryer when I shouldn't. I ruin my white tops when I put them in with my dark items. So how you wash your clothes will end up saving you money or costing you money. If I were to just have taken care of those things, I wouldn't need replacements for them. So be very mindful with how you do your laundry and how you store your clothes too, because when you take care of your things, they are going to last so much longer. Number four is you should be signing up for rewards programs, but not credit cards. So I think credit cards are absolutely amazing. And I would love to bring on someone who's the master of credit cards, because once you really learn how to use it, they're amazing, but they can be a big trap. So instead, focus on the places that you go to frequently sign up for reward programs. I didn't know American Eagle, not American Eagle, sorry. I didn't know Abercrombie had in a rewards program. Until late this year. Do you want to know how much money I spent on Abercrombie this year? It is truly disgusting how much money I've spent there. Imagine if I was actually using the reward program. I would have saved so much money. So use rewards programs, Starbucks rewards, Dunkin' rewards, you know, Target, get that red card. That is literally just a debit card. You save 5%. Rewards programs are great, but stay away from credit cards because they can be a little bit tricky. And by credit cards, I'm talking about store credit cards. I want to make that clear. Number five is if it can't fit on a post-it note, if your to-do list cannot fit on a post-it note, you probably won't get everything done. When you create your to-do list for the day at work or in your life, you need to remember that you have limited time in the day. Prioritize the things that need to get done first and then everything else comes after. People will create these to-do lists that are literally pages long. You're not going to get it done. If it can't fit on a post-it note, you probably don't have time to do it during the workday. So make a post-it note with your priorities and everything else after. The last one in this section is watch out for lifestyle creep. I'm going to be doing a whole episode on this because I think it is so fascinating. Essentially what lifestyle creep is, is if you start making more money, you're going to be starting to spend more money. And for some people, the amount that they start spending more will offset the amount that they're making more. So lifestyle creep is really, really easy to fall into. Once you get that bonus, you might start getting more expensive you know, skincare and more expensive nails and more expensive car leases. But watch out because you may be falling victim to lifestyle creep. That last money advice was a perfect transition into the lifestyle and health category. So number one is find a physical activity that you really like to do and you enjoy to do. I started spinning, like going to cycling classes about a year and a half ago. And since then I have been going and taking a ton of other workout classes to try to find something to do with that. But I love spin. I think it is so fun. It is a great way for me to move my body. And I genuinely enjoy showing up, which makes me do it more frequently. On the flip side, I trained for a 5k February, 2020, and I fucking hated it. I am not a runner. You guys, my friends are all running a mini marathon together. I'm not a runner. I don't like to do it. I'm not going to show up for the training and have a positive experience. So instead, find a physical activity that you really love to do. Find a group fitness class. Find a gym. Find something that you like because 
when you invest your time into something you enjoy doing, the outcomes are going to be so much more than anything you could get physically. Number two is buy clothes you would like on yourself, not on the model or the person wearing it. Key thing that I learned this year. It has helped me so much with my mental health and my physical health and my lifestyle. Because let me tell you, when you get down that comparison hole, oh my gosh, the best example of this I have this year is that like very tight jumpsuit that everyone was wearing, almost like a unitard. Baby, I would see people in that and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that looks banging. It looks so good. I should try that out. Now, let's be honest. If I wore that, I would be giving high school wrestler core aesthetic. It would not be something that would make me feel good and confident in myself. So I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to take a second and be like, do I like this piece or do I like the body that it's on? If I like the body that it's on, I'm not going to buy it. It's like the Rihanna test. Did you like it because it was on Rihanna or did you like it because you would actually wear it? That's what I'm wondering. Number three is to go to the doctor. I know that the American medical system is set up to be so effing expensive, but you should be going to get your annuals. You should be getting your teeth checked, your eyes checked, your blood work done, and taking care of your skin. This is so important for your health. This is what preventative medicine is all about. You are not going to be able to catch something early if you wait until things get super bad. This year I had my first ever ocular migraine. I've never experienced something like this before. I woke up in the morning. I was watching Tell Me Lies on my phone and all of a sudden my whole vision went blurry. The only way I can describe it is it looked like what it does when I'm nearly blackout drunk. It was terrifying. And the reason it was terrifying is because I hadn't gone in my blood work done. I was like, this could be, you know, something that has to do with diabetes. This could be something like a head trauma. This could be way bigger. Instead, I went and I did all of my yearly appointments. I went to the eye doctor and he explained, oh, that's an ocular migraine. I've only had a few of them since. And now that I have them, I'm like, okay, I know what to expect. But if I didn't go to the eye doctor for my yearly, I wouldn't have been able to get that information. And if I didn't go to the doctor and get my blood work done, I wouldn't be able to be like more calm about my blood and not have to be worrying about diabetes because I got my blood work done and my A1C is beautiful. Like it's okay. Go to your yearly appointments, please, please, please. Number four is that the hot girl walks are truly iconic. I don't think that they give, they get enough credit that they actually should. It is so wonderful to go outside, get some vitamin D, pump some music, some good podcasts, feel good about yourself. You are moving your body. You are giving your body vitamin D. You are giving endorphins. You are doing everything right. Hot girl walks should not end this year. They are amazing and iconic and they are wonderful for your mental, for your physical health, for your social health too. I love Hawker Walks. We've made it to number 22, which is huge. And that is your habits and routines will dictate your life. When you do something every single day, you set a new habit. You are able to shape your life and shape your day in a new way. We may have the habit of waking up and washing our face in the morning and, you know, doing a little ice roller to wake ourselves up and brushing our teeth and drinking water. Those are all small habits that are going to add up to your wellness as a whole. 
So when you take a look at what you're doing now, maybe instead of the first time you hit the site of boredom, you go on to scroll scroll for hours on TikTok, you pick up a book or go on a walk. Maybe the next time that you feel like you're really overwhelmed, you take a shower or you journal. These habits that we create have so much power over the life that we're forming and we're building every single day. So make sure that they are helping you and not hurting you because they are so, so powerful. Well, that's all I got for you. My 22 things I learned in 2022. If you are interested in following me and staying in touch, make sure you follow the podcast, follow me on Instagram. All of it's linked in the show notes. Follow me on TikTok. DM me with any episode requests. I have some amazing episodes coming up. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas. Happy, happy new year. I'll see you next week. Bye guys.